Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Greetings, salutations, and hello to all of my listeners, my unlucky lounge rats. Thank you for tuning in to a special edition of Draft and Draft. We're doing a hybrid edition of our podcast, both in audio and online, so you can get the full experience of doing a sealed deck with Commander Legends. My name is Corey, your limited lore master, denizen of the Unlucky Lounge. Borak has the day off, but we are still here to give you that amazing sealed insight into one of the more hyped sets that has come in the last year or so since it was revealed that it was happening. Commander Legends, it's upon us, and we're here to crack some packs and show you how we might build a sealed deck using insights from past multiplayer formats to get you ready for the Commander Fest this coming week. Yes, friends, Commander Fest. Online 3, Sealed Commander Legends. Let's get you ready. But before we dive into our sealed pool, a few bits of housekeeping and upkeeping. This podcast, as always, is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Check them out, B-L-E-A-V.com or wherever you download your audio goodness. Keep those midday blues away with Believe. Also find us on our socials. That is Draft and Draft Corey on both YouTube and Twitter. And if you're listening right now and you want to see the actual pool opened, find us on that YouTube so you can experience this both in audio and visually. It's going to have a little extra context with both. It's like getting both Pokemon games. Each one's worth something, but together, it's a chef's kiss. Also, find us on Instagram, Corey, Damone, Enriquez. And if the show is giving you some joy, Find us on Patreon at patreon.com backslash draft and draft. This show will always be free to everyone listening. But if you want to support the content creators you love, go and look up Patreon. Ours, of course, is going to be linked in the description below. Well, that is enough housekeeping. The Sorcerer's Room is put away in the Conjurer's Closet. Let's get to some Commander Legends sealed decking today. All right, my lucky lounge rats, it's time for us to... Get legendary. It's Commander Legends time. 20 card booster packs, two picks per pack to make a 60 card Commander deck in limited. It's like two of my favorite things mashed into one. Rhesus, peanut butter. Peanut butter, jam. Peanut butter, Nutella. I don't know why I'm talking about peanut butter. And for those of you allergic to peanut butter, I apologize. I'm allergic to egg yolks and bananas. I understand where you're coming from. No more nutty talk. It's time for us to open up some Commander Legends. We've got Command Fest 3 coming this next weekend. And the truth is I want to jam some Commander Legends Limitary. So you know what? Let's go ahead and roll through it. For those watching on YouTube, I'm going to sort this out in rubric order. I'm going to pull out some of the more noteworthy cards in this sealed deck experience. Uh, for my people listening, uh, I'm going to explain them as I go along. And if you want to take a second to watch this on the internet, of course, YouTube, Draft and Draft Corey. Sailor of Means and Deranged Assistant, two solid blue cards starting off. Uh, boarding Power is interesting. It's a five and a red six, three with Haste and Cascade. 
interesting card it, it really is i mean it, it's a two for one and it's got some explosive value to it uh i do like a good slip slip ascendant the one one flyer that when deals combat damage you put a counter on it universal solvent oh finhorn elves if you love me some finhorn elves uh flashbag marauder what an interesting interesting card particularly in multiplayer every player sacrifices a creature and presumably you're going to be setting up a better value engine so it's just something nice mox diamond real good oh and following up with a terramorphic expanse i like it uh iona's judgment as removal oh i do love cards like lightning rig crew zero five two in a red deals one damage to each opponent and when you cast a pirate spell you untap the rig crew that's direct damage that you don't have to deal in the combat step that's what you know Literally, that's what Commander's all about. Meteor Golem, you can't forget about sweet cards like Meteor Golem. Seven colorless, three, three, destroy. Target non-land permanent and opponent controls. Love it. Cast down, nice, uncommon, but let's be real. We do love that opposition agent life. We in the money, y'all. Opening packs, opposition agent. What a card. It, full of controversy and full of some kind of crazy intrinsic value. But let's talk about our legends that we got. First, we get Breaches, Brazen Plunderer. Uh, it's a 3-3 Menace for three and a red. When one or more pirates, it itself is a goblin pirate, you control deals damage to your opponents, exit on the top card of each of those opponents' libraries. You may play those cards this turn, and you may spend any mana to cast those spells. Real nice. Uh, another commander to follow it up, Bell Borka. Each one of the Legends packs gets at least two commanders. Uh, Bell Borka is the Boros Rare. Star five, you exile the top card of your library in your upkeep. You play that to the end of the turn, and then you note the converted mana cost as a card is exiled, and its power becomes the ha was it? the uh, equal to the greatest number noted for it this turn. So you, you get some like uh, manipulability with that. Kind of cool. Uh, get the Paradise as our foil. Uh, all Commander Legends packs also get a foil. It gets a rare. It gets two legendary creatures. It gets fun on a bun. Right now, I would love to take advantage of some of this black stuff here. Uh, maybe we can do something with like breaches and, and pirates, but we'll, let's keep on going. Defiant Salvager. Isn't it funny how we're in the middle of Kaladesh? remastered and in multiple limited formats at the same time we have the same card as a payoff second artifact or creature you put a counter on it only sorcery speed i find it funny i've got two different limited formats in my life right now and both of them have a card like this rummaging goblin good stuff omen speaker spiring roar the invoker cycle the red one is here uh pay eight three damage to any target not too bad spontaneous mutation this card's interesting so it's one blue flash enchanted creature minus x minus zero where x is the number of cards in your graveyard we do have a drain assistant which is not irrelevant sanitarium skeleton nice stone fury can go up the curve and kill some big threats i like that seraph of dawn good stuff ancient animus uh definitely not a card to sleep on particularly in, in sets that encourage having a lot of legendaries uh this was of course in dominaria as its origin point always fights a creature but you get a counter on it if it's a legendary card love it supernatural stamina another sleeper of a card good stuff happy for that uh gargoyle armillary sphere let's now get to the uncommons horizon scholar four four uncommon flying for five and a blue when it etbs you scry two nice now we have the vow cycle let's talk about the vow cycle friends um for anyone that plays normal limited out there this is a cycle that kind of sneaks up on you but it is worth something it 
All of them have basically the same text on it. Uh, that is that it gets plus two plus two, has some kind of keyword mechanic in that color, like a like a vanilla or evergreen uh, keyword for white, it's vigilance. And then it says a uh, creature can't attack you or a planeswalker you control. You put it on your opponent's creature. It's like pacifism uh, for you, except you know, it can still block, which is a bummer, which is one of the dings against Valve Duty is you give it vigilance so you can't actually push through damage unless you're going over the top of them, which is not uncommon in white. Uh, but this actually kind of acts as pseudo removal uh, and also acts as opponent kill. So I think the vow cycle is is definitely something worth noting and can maybe like not pull you into a color, but it can help you cement wanting to be in that color. Oh, grafted war gear. Do love me some grafted war gear. Well, sometimes sealed pools are not very good with limited and not really good with money. And other times they are both boom. Mana drain, y'all. It's like a counter spell, but why is it better? I don't know. It's so weird. This is a crazy card from Legends. Blue, blue, instant counter target spell. And beginning of your next main phase, you add colorless equal to the spells converted mana cost. Well, opposition agent and mana drain, sign me up. Captain Vargas Wrath is our blue red legendary creature out of this pack one one uh pirates control get plus one plus one until in a turn when it attacks for each time you cast a commander from the command zone this game well it's nice with breaches i don't know if we're going to get there uh i mean again i'd love to play this black with the cast down and the opposition agent in pack number one but we'll see uh brinelin the moon kraken is our next legendary big six eight bounces things Rah! and then we get court street denizen wow feels good Feels good when a box comes together, you know? It feels real good. Mana Drain plus Opposition Agents. Let's go into uh, pack three. Things are feeling pretty good at the moment. Uh, I mean, you would not be sad to open this, I'll tell you that much. Howling Golem, nice. Brazen Freebooter, another pirate. Creates treasure, nice. Can congeal the whole thing together. I mean, I would love to do something in Grixis colors, but it's not really easy to put together in because you need a three colors worth of commander identity and that's kind of hard to find outside of getting obeka or maybe op like opening necrosar or i think there might be another grixis commander in the etch foil treatment but anyway uh octus form crow of dark tidings that that's kind of nice with like the self mill stuff that could come with say the encore mechanic skyraker giant very good fire diamond i do love getting more diamonds red diamond uh looks like it could be relevant Try to put it on top of there. Try to put it on top of a stack. It sometimes hands fuddle. Uh, the green invoker is in the pack as well. Elvish Doomsayer, the opposite of uh, of Elvish Visionary. Fun, fun, fun. Ooh, Azure Fleet Admiral. So this is one of those big pirate cards, uh, particularly because it's actually really good. Three and a blue, three, three. When it ETBs, you become the monarch and Azure Fleet Admiral can't be blocked by creatures the monarch controls. So it gets you the monarchy. It also lets you re-get the monarchy very, very easily. Uh, this is a great card. I really, really like it. And you don't really understand how good the monarchy is until you start to play with it. Uh, particularly in like constructed uh, commander, it's kind of hard to lose the monarchy because there's not a lot of attacking creatures out there. Uh, in more limited sense, th there's a lot more attacking. So it's a little more frequently, but... I mean, you, you play this, you draw a card, and then on your next turn, if this doesn't get answered, you basically get the uh, monarchy again. So uh, definitely something I want to stay on top of. And I mean, 
Also, Mana Drain. Why not? Let's play a Mana Drain. Ninth Bridge Patrol. Nice. Command Tower. Always good to fix. Another card to fix with is the Spectral Searchlight. Classic. Uh, three colorless. Choose a player. They add one mana of color they choose. Monolith for yourself and other people. Oh, man. This card is funny. Not only in the art are there just a bunch of classic artifacts in there and artifact stylings. You can see some Kaladesh stuff. You can see like Jordan Nothingness in there. Uh, Rings of Briar. A bunch of stuff. Just take a second to look and admire this card. Uh, look it up. Ingenuity Engine. But it's also just like kind of just this crazy recurrable engine. Seven colorless. You cascade and you pay one. You sack an artifact and you can return an artifact you control to its owner's hand. Not really a, a limited card. I think it, it's more for fun constructed wise, but ooh, a reason to be green. Imperious Perfect. This card is awesome. 2-2 two, two for tuna green. Other elves you control get plus one, plus one. Pay a green, you make a 1-1 one, one elf, which is essentially a 2-2. Two, two. That to me is Arena Cube All-Star. Oh man, Revenant. Classic. Four colors and a black power top is equal to the number of creatures in your graveyard. Our rare is Body of Knowledge. You know, not too bad. I do like me some Body of Knowledge. Uh, three colors, blue, blue, power equal to the number of cards in your hand. No maximum hand size. And whenever this is dealt damage, you draw that many cards. If you can find a way to like ping it and just draw, like count me in like a makeshift munitions cute uh our our legends oh this is one of my favorites just in the set rogach son of rogach this is definitely going to be uh a a swords based commander deck that i'm building soon so happy to have a copy of it so i can roll it out but you know let's be real we're definitely looking for the edge foil well you know this it, it, we're really leaning towards like kind of i really want to play blue and i and I, I want some kind of combination of this but then you open up a rare legendary creature and you're like all right let's let's go for it nimrus una's trickster three blue black flash flying when you cast your first spell during each of your opponent's turns you look at the top two cards your library put one in your hand and the other in your graveyard this to me is a signal friends we might be on the right track here we have a fair amount of instant speed interaction between opposition agent uh we've got the mana drain we've got uh cast down supernatural stamina like this this is cool like, yeah, now we can just jam every single instant speed thing that we possibly can and go to town. Our foil is Skyraker Giant. Man, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm gushing over this tool. I love draft, don't get me wrong. Being able to read signals and table things is awesome, but there's a certain love of just being able to open up cards and play what you open. Uh, another solid blue common, one of a blue, Kite Soul Corsair, 2-1 attacks as a flyer, not bad. Uh, we're gonna keep on keeping on through here. Ooh, Gale Strike. Works nice with the Nimrus. Uh, two and a blue. Return target tap creature to its owner's hand. Draw a card. It's like Divination on instant speed. Sweet. Uh, Briar Blade Adept. Now, this is a good example of Encore uh, as, a, as a decent like late game enabler. So it's a 3-4 for four and a black. When it attacks, target creature and opponent controls gets minus one, minus one until end of turn. Then you can Encore it for less than its casting cost of four. And then you exile it and you make a copy for each opponent that, uh, that you have. Then they swing and they get sacked in a turn. So you can encore and give and distribute like three minus one minus ones like this can kind of be like a removal spell if i don't have a lot of late game stuff this is something i might consider just to have something to do with my mana when it comes to later on dragon's egg sentinel spider oh i love sentinel spider classic flying reach four four for five great stuff foundry inspector it's not bad uh, i don't think it's necessarily the deck i want to be this is sweet ghastly demise one black instant destroy target non-black creature if its toughness is less than or equal to the number of cards in your graveyard instant speed nimrus putting one in the yard like this is this is pretty close to being like one black terror like nearly ubiquitous for what we might be doing we got the drange assistant too Ooh, we're on to something white green cards I'm, I'm gonna kind of like 
really hone in on this black blue deck right now. So we're just gonna go through the rest of this stuff, assuming that we that might be what we try to do. And I'll take a break and maybe like kind of see if there's another configuration, but we're, we're on team uh, uh, Nimrus right now. Maelstrom Colossus, seven, seven Cascade for eight, sure. Commander Sphere, uh, you know, maybe, uh, it's it's not bad, uh, it, but gets us into a, a turn four Nimrus, which is nice. Uh, oh, this card's so cool. Explosion of Riches, five and a red, draw a card, then each other player may draw a card. When a card is drawn this way, this deals five damage to target opponent randomly. So you get like up to 15 damage that gets distributed in five increments around the table. Cool card, cool card. Not, this is a nice pickup with uh, Nimrus. Supreme Will, two and a blue. You either counterspell unless they pay three or look at the top four cards and put one in your hand, the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. This is such a cool design choice. And uh, if you watch some of Gavin Verhey's uh, analysis on Commander Legends, I love that they put this in because it works well with Cascades because when you Cascade into a counterspell, you basically lose your, your Cascade value. And if you have a card like this, you get to choose the other mode. So you have a counterspell in the early and you still get uh, some card filtering later on and it's not dead when you Cascade. So love the choice. Oh, this is a classic. Brass Herald. I remember this uh, way back in my OG Magic days, like just kind of going, durp, 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 making decks and having fun. Two, two for six. You choose a creature type. Creature the chosen type get plus one, plus one. And then when it enters the battlefield, you reveal four and get all of those creature types uh, in your hand. I don't think we're going to be there. We're not really tribal. Uh, our rare is a duel. Spectator seating, not bad. Let's talk about uh, the legends. We've got Gurana, the green thing that uh, makes a bunch of mana and it's all about big things. Uh, this is definitely a deck I want to draft someday. Uh, Emoti, cool. 3-1 Cascade for 3 blue-green. Maybe there's a Cascade something instead of Nimoti, but I kind of would prefer to just play this 1-6 Flying Legendary creature. And a second Supernatural Stamina. Honestly, I, I might actually just double down on these. I, I don't typically play more than one of those kinds of spells, but the fact that Nimrus is always available to us and all we have to do is get the 6 mana and we have some, some good protection and it cantrips, I... I think we just might play every single one we possibly can. Uh, Prosperous Pirates uh, makes two treasure for a three, four, for five in blue. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, Ava Surveyor is not bad. Uh, two, two, uh, it's either a Mana War or a three, three, for five as a flyer. Yeah, yeah not bad. Uh, Marble Diamond, uh, Thorn of the Black Rose, more Monarchy. Yes, love Monarchy. And if I'm going uh, with Control and Flying, uh, one, three, Death Touch for four, that gets me an extra card draw. I am definitely in. Uh, oh, there we go. Talking about solid removal, murder. Destroy our creature for three, instant speed. Nimrus, I'm just gonna pull her up here at the front for those listening. Uh, you know, I just want to I just want to show this on camera for those watching on YouTube, but for those listening, I just put it in the front so Nimrus is like inconveniently right in front of, of in the middle of everything, but I don't care because she is gonna be sweet. Uh, Siren Storm Tamer. What a utility cool card, Siren. Siren Pirate Wizard 1-1 one, one Flyer for one. This was like a, uh, I think this is the card that brought um, Autumn Burchette her win uh, at a large tournament. So good on her. Uh, it, you sacrifice it as a 1-1 uh, as a one, one Flyer for one and then you counter a smaller ability that targets you or a creature you control. Might just end up putting it in because I think we can actually get some solid card draw going on here between Nimrus and all of our instant speed stuff going on. Uh, Frenzied Saddle Brute. Oh, always love getting more Thought Vessels. That's going in the Commander deck. Dawnglade Regent is our rare 8-8 that makes you the monarch and then as you're the monarch permits control hex proof uh for seven it's a pretty good payoff in green like i said we'll, we'll investigate a blue green deck here too oh we have double rares in our commander slot we've got the jeskai nostro that counts for spells and archelaos the lagoon mystic the turtle he takes his time are you not 
turtle enough for the turtle club? Mm, turtle. I don't know if we're going to actually play uh, Arkelos, but you know what? Mr. Turtle would be very proud. And our rare <laughs> foil mythic profane transfusion. You know, this card is just big and silly and I might just play it just for the joy of playing it. This is the nine costing black spell. Two target players exchange life totals and then you get an XX colorless horror creature artifact token uh, or X is the difference between the life totals. I might just play that because whatever, it's commander, right? That's part of the joy of commander. Playing big things are not at all like reasonable in a traditional limited format. Uh, Dunned Operative, nice solid two drop death touch, uh, three, two, I'm into it. Ooh, this is a sweet card, Runaway Together. We, we've talked about this many times in Throne of Eldraine, one in a blue, but it's way different in multiplayer because you choose two creatures controlled by different players and return those creatures to their owner's hand. So instead of just having to return one of your things, one of theirs, you have the utility of still returning one of your creatures, but you can also just bounce two creatures and get some really good tempo off that card. Crushing Vines, this is a good example of a card that actually is a little bit better in multiplayer magic. You've got a lot more targets for flying and just throwing an artifact isn't irrelevant. There's, I mean, look at this artifact stack right here. There's not a small amount of artifacts in this set. Uh, Forceful Denial. This is what I was talking about with the Supreme Will. Again, we might just jam every single instant speed thing we can with Nimrus. Uh, Wild Size, nice. Charcoal Diamond, we got our Black Diamond. Uh, always want some amount of, of Black Ramp. I like it. Vistos here. This is a great card that just has a lot of utility built into it. Uh, one, one for one Black Sacrificer Scry, one classic, classic Black creature in Commander. Good to see it get reprinted. Don't know if it's gonna make our deck, but just nice to see. Uh, so Ruptured Spire, we're not even going that deep on colors unless we want to try and take advantage of uh, one of these three color commanders. Uh, Golem Artisan, cute. Oh, Scars of Limited Memories. 3-3 three, three for five colorless. Two to activate. Target creature gets plus one, plus one. Or you can do the other activate ability, which is also two. Uh, they get Flying Chapel Haste until end of turn. Oh, that card just makes me happy. It's such a great monosync. Coastline Marauders, cute card, 03 Trample, not what we're talking about. Uh, Nadir's Nightblade. This card seems very good for an elf deck. I, I doubt we're gonna play it. Uh, our rare is Court of Grace. You become the Monarch, it's the white one, then you make either a 1-1 Spirit token with flying or a 4-4 Angel. Uh, I don't think we're gonna be in white, but who knows. Uh, Mira, Thorn of the Glade, 1-2 particularly elf triggery kind of thing. Not really for us. Ooh, Neverall, Urborg Tyrant. It's the Neverall disc creature. We got so many three color commanders. Hmm, maybe we can do something like this. I don't know. I, I kind of like, maybe I can stay a little more streamlined, uh, but you know, three, six, it wraths everything. Hexproof from artifacts. Uh, wraths on the die, of course, and by paying one. What a cute uh, little nod to Neverall's disc. Then you make a bunch of zombies, cute. Uh, and our four, well, the reigns of pores, friends, two command towers, one of which being foil, that is gonna make one of my many commander decks. In any case, friends, it, it's time for us to kind of break this down and what an interesting pool. Obviously, I was talking about Nimrus the entire time, but I don't know, maybe something else can come out of this. We've got some options to splash additional colors and we're not poor on modifixing. So this is definitely gonna be a second where we take a pause and you take a little break, refresh, refuel. We'll see you back after I sort out some of the sealed pool and see what can come from this, let's call it cuteness.
Welcome back, all of my unlucky lounge rats. I hope you had a nice break because, well, that break time was busy time for me, and I thought that we should have a little, little appetizer before our main course. And so I decided to, like any good sealed player should do, is investigate more than just the initial deck. Now, when I dug into different decks we had going on, I, I kind of thought to myself, well, what if first we kind of looked at the strongest legendary pairings that we can possibly make? And there was this really cool trinity between Gilrana, Brynlin, and Emoti, all of which that we opened up alongside having the Ingenuity Engine, the seven costing artifact that can return other artifacts to your hand. You can just cascade and get all these different triggers and go, wee, card advantage. Uh, I, I thought this was super cute, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is something that we can do, and we do make a fair amount of treasure tokens here and there. We could sack those to the Ingenuity Engine, return it, replay it, and get a lot of, you know, decent mono ramp between Moss Diamond, Thought Vessel, and the Armillary Sphere to get us a little bit later on. We do have the Command Sphere as well, and I thought, you know what, this is kind of cute. It's definitely got some legs, but I think that there's some more interesting choices that we could possibly make. What other choices could they be? Well, what about another series of decks? Like, for example, Mr. Turtle himself, Arkelos, the Lagoon Mystic. This is gonna allow us to add black to the Simic build that we already have established between Gilrana and Brineland, the 2-4. Mystic does a fun little tapping shenanigan. So as long as the Arkelos is tapped, other permanents enter tapped. And as long as it's untapped, other permanents enter the battlefield untapped so the direction of tapping that arkelos is will denote the speed of which you know people can play their things out so obviously your play is you swing with it and everything else your opponent's control come into play tap slowing them down significantly and then you get to untap all your stuff and then you get to play things untapped so you know it's nice and in this deck configuration we probably move our commanders from the simic build into the main and we get to add like ghastly demise thorn of the black rose nimrus herself will go in alongside opposition agent and cast down so you know th this is like kind of an option we can put together honestly the simic deck was kind of low on both removal and it was you know kind of low on interaction and playables so you know adding black to the simic deck that we just had a second ago made a lot of sense to help round out the 35 cards 36 if we want to go down to 23 lands to make this happen but you know, Arkelos himself is just okay. The effect, it, it does provide quite a lot of tempo, but the games go long enough that that tempo just kind of drops out once your opponent starts laying things down. So with that in mind, you know, let's take out the green and let's get to our main event. Ladies and gentlemen, unlucky lounge rats, of all ages, spaces, times, genders, and everything between. It's Nimrus time. It's time to get tricky with Una, and that is what we have put together today. It's a black, blue, all about Nimrus deck. We've got a lot of solid early game. You can see, like, I think uncommonly, like a lot of commander decks where you're gonna see a lot more heavy leaning uh, past the four drop slot. Uh, and we have some of that. We're not completely uh, devoid of late game, but we really are leaning on deploying our hand out early and then getting some solid card advantage with Nimrus. This is why we're playing double supernatural stamina and a siren storm tamer to boot, all of which protect her 
once she gets on the board. Now, we've got a couple things as well that we wanna pay attention to with Nimrus. Number one is that clause of when you cast your first spell during each of your opponent's turns, you look at the top two cards of your library, put one in your hand and the other into the graveyard. So essentially we are just playing every single card we possibly can at instant speed. This includes Spontaneous Mutation. Not a great card. It's got Flash, so it triggers the Nimbus, but the fact that it does give minus X minus zero uh, to the number of cards in your graveyard is quite relevant to the other half of Nimrus's ability. And that is that idea of having cards in your graveyard. And there's a couple cross synergies with that here in the deck, which includes that spontaneous mutation. It includes the ghastly demise. And it also includes a little classic flying creature known as Revenant, whose power and toughness is equal to the number of creature cards in your graveyard. Granted, I'm only running 20 creatures in the main. I don't Think it's completely outside the realm of possibility to make this like a 5-5 five, five flyer for five in my deck. I mean, I'm also playing Crow of Dark Tidings and Fleshbag Marauder. So we're going to get some creatures relatively reasonably disposed of uh, to go into uh, a late game card like Revenant. But let's speak on the late game because I think that is the thing that this deck is most weak to. So we are kind of playing everything we can above five that is reasonable and okay. So this includes uh, almost all of our five drops. We're leaving a few in the board, but you know, Avon Surveyor, Body of Knowledge. We're playing that Briar Blade Adept that we talked about before. It is one of the few things that we can actually get value out of our graveyard with Encore. So happy to, to take that as kind of a bit of a monosync. And who knows, maybe we can like mill it off of a Crow of Dark Tidings somewhat early and get it back for four. Like That's not all that uncommon. Uh, we've got even like some of the big old big creatures in the set. So we're playing Horizon Scholar, just a four for flyer for six, but a flying creature with evasion, scry two, I think that's like good enough. Meteor Golem, solid removal, uh, and then Brynlin and Maelstrom Colossus. We're just we're just playing all the big things because we have a decent two mono rock package uh, and our removal is not bad between murder, cast down, we've got that spontaneous mutation, ghastly demise, uh, and you know, a couple other things here and there like Death Touch. I actually think that our removal package is not horrible and we can kind of deal with early threats and get things on the board and we just have to be kind of aggressive. We, we can't lose attack steps in this deck. We have to attack where we can. Uh, we've got decent Monarch things between Thorn, uh, Azure Fleet Admiral, and of course, Emerson herself flashing in and surprising and maybe getting an extra damage condition in that someone wouldn't expect or count for. I mean, they'll always expect it, they'll, they'll see it, but they can't always play around it, especially being a one six. I mean, it survives a lot of things. I wouldn't count on her, I guess, for Monarchy, but I, I also think that it's somewhat reasonable. Uh, our fixing looks great. We've got, you know, double command tower, terramorphic expanse. I probably won't end up playing Disruption Spire. I actually think with all the early, this is a bit of a detriment. So I'll probably just end up playing these two things. Uh, and, you know, the deck still needs two cuts. So even with this curve, the way it looks, and it looks nice here and kind of late here because of the nature of multiplayer limited formats, what I'm going to end up doing is just taking out this Kite Cell Corsair and the Omen Speaker. I, they're they're solid cards don't get me wrong a two one flyer for two is great but it, it just doesn't get to the end game and you really need cards that hit a lot more of the four quadrant theory uh, and hit multiple quadrants in limited multiplayer formats omen speaker as well the scry two is nice but we're not going to be that concerned with creatures that are under power two so it's not a very good blocker in this format 
And the Scry 2, it's nice. It will, you know, essentially be kind of a card draw both in the early and the late, but I think we have a good enough card of engine card advantage engine with Nimnus, Nimrus, and some other things going on that we can easily cut these two two drops. And of course, you gotta play in Mythics where you open them. Profane Transfusion, Mana Drain. I actually wish I had that common spell that returns an instant or sorcery from your graveyard. Can you imagine casting Profane Transfusion twice in one game of Limited? I mean, they, they go long, these engagements, but Man, that would just be the bee's knees. In any case, friends, that is our Nimrus deck for Commander Legends, Command Fest number three. We're gonna sleeve it up and hopefully we're gonna get a chance to play a few games coming in the next weekend. But to all of my unlucky lounge rats listening or watching on YouTube, feel free to take the other medium and engage in that as well, be it going online, YouTube, Draft and Draft Corey. Take a look at the pool and the cards as we open them up. See the sheer excitement when I go Opposition Agent into Monodrain. It felt good. It manifested nicely in the body. Also, find me on Twitter, Draft and Draft Corey. Tell me, did one of the other decks look like it deserved more consideration? Was I maybe intended to explore Neverall and playing the Court of Grace along with him being a built-in Wrath? condition is that maybe a deck i should try and put together in the sealed we still have quite a number of days before command Th fest three so we're going to keep these packs all together and just maybe we might find something else to do with them but regardless of all of that it looks like i found the end of the sealed pool and so we've reached the end of our episode my name is Corey, and thank you for tuning in to draft and draft Commander Legends Sealed Pool Edition. Now go out there and make some magical Commander memories of your own. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.